With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 49 of the Monday Night Review. And it is in fact our one year anniversary but technically it's her one-year anniversary tomorrow, but it's the Monday night review, not the Tuesday night review, unless I've been having a fairly busy week. Thanks to everyone who's listened over the last year. It's such a joy to do, and yeah, I love hearing from you. I love getting emails. I love everyone's listener requests. If you've sent one in and it hasn't happened yet, then it probably will do, or it may be over on our Patreon, where... For less than a cup of coffee, you can get extra stories. There's lots of different things that happen over there. So um, go and check it out if you haven't already. And today we're going to be looking at, has anyone else I'm slightly, uh, well, I've mentioned it before, this podcast kind of started on the basis that I love hearing everyone's spooky, scary story now. I'm a complete wimp when it comes to horror movies and things like that, but I do love an urban legend, and I love an urban legend that has some truth in it. And I love investigating which of those urban legends do have any truth behind them or have any stories linked. And so I thought maybe I'd start a little mini-series. I've got my mini-series going on of the A to Z of London Tubes, A to Z of US States, and now I thought we could do some really well-known urban legends. So if you follow me on social media or anywhere, I'd love to know what your favourite urban legend is. Those of you who have listened before will know that I always sign off with be kind, stay safe and always check the back seat before you drive. So today we're going to talk about killer in the back seat. A woman is driving at night. It's late She's tired, the drive has been long, then suddenly she notices a trot behind her, which may not be unusual. The road's very quiet at this time of night, and she makes a turn and notices that the truck stays right on her tail. It's right behind her now. So she starts to get a bit suspicious and and think that the truck is following her. It then flashes its lights at her and she's no fool. She knows that she's she shouldn't pull over. She keeps on driving. She speeds up a little bit, but the truck keeps up. It doesn't back off at all and it flashes every now and again. The woman is scared. She's driving faster and faster, but she's just unable to lose the truck, which is basically sitting on her bumper. So she finally reaches home. She screeches into the driveway and runs into the house and comes out immediately with her husband the man in the truck has blocked her car in he's parked across the back of her driveway and he's now got out and is standing in front of his truck and as soon as the woman and her husband comes out he holds up his hands and says call the police there's a man in the back of the car 
I saw him rise up behind you with something in my his hand. So I flashed my lights and he backed off. It turns out every time the man in the truck flashed his lights, it was because he saw the outline of a man appear from the back seat. When the police arrived, they find a man lying in the footwell behind the driver's seat with a knife in his hand. Quite the story. Or you may have heard a different version about a female driver who pulls into a petrol station. The attendant fills up her car and then when she pays, says there's a problem with her card and she has to go into the station to pay. The woman is reluctant, it's late and dark, the attendant seems pretty weird, but he puts his hand on the bonnet and says she has to get out of the car, she has to go into the office and speak to the bank on the phone. Once inside, he locks the door and says there's a man crouching in the back of your car. I saw him when I was filling it up and I'm going to call the police. You pretend to be filling out card information. When the police do arrive, they find a man in the back seat with an axe. This story has so many different versions. Sometimes the attendant helps the woman. Sometimes it's another person at the petrol station. Sometimes it's another driver who saw the man get into her car when she was at school. Sometimes she stops because there is something, often a doll, in the middle of the road and gets out to look and the man then gets into the back of the car while she's looking at whatever he's planted there. The common thread is strangers coming to the aid of a woman who's been targeted in her car. There are dozens of versions of this story. Some of them are based on a lone psychopath, others of young men attacking female drivers to fuel a drug addiction or as part of a gang initiation. Men well, often teenage boys who want to enter the gang either need to steal the woman's car, so have to incapacitate her in some way. Sometimes this is brought into another urban legend of the man hiding under the car and slicing the back of the ankles in order to steal the car, or worse. Or they need to kidnap a woman, take her back to be gang raped. Again, this has become a huge urban legend, but there is a little truth in it. In nearly every version of the story, the female driver makes a miraculous escape as she's often helped by a stranger, always a man that's helping her. Uh, We're going to go into that a bit later, but basically it's a story warning women about driving alone at night, but also in very many versions, uh, a parable where a suspicious stranger turns out to be the lifesaver and the person that she's initially, the man that she is wrongly initially suspicious of is in fact not the problem. So the story of the man in the back of the car has been circulating since the 1960s, but is there any truth in it? Well, yes and no. As with lots of urban legends, there are some similar stories that are either retold with increasing poetic license or are developed into fables parents told teenagers to try and keep them in line. With this in mind, there's a couple of stories that link into this particular urban legend. And weirdly, there's one that goes back as far as 1935. So, the first one is the one in 1935 in the Palo Alto Times, which is in California, 
with their headlines summarising the crime as man lurking in back seat, slugs girls, hulls victim to ground, steals car and purses. In this instance, he gets away with only $23. He's hit them on the head with a flashlight. But it's very hard to find any other information on this. Obviously, it sounds horrendous, but it's quite difficult to tell the exact circumstances based on this very little information. So in 1964, there's a report of an escaped murderer, some people have it as an escaped mental patient, hiding in the back of a car to escape. Um, And when he's discovered, he's shot by the owner who happens to be a police officer. So obviously, in this case, the, 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 the car owner, the victim, is a man. It's also very hard to find anything else to back this story up. It's in all the references, but there's nothing to be found to give further information, whether that's because it didn't happen or whether it's because the victim wasn't a woman, so it didn't get as much airtime. But it's believed that this one in 1964 maybe triggered the first tellings of this urban legend. In 1982, a letter was sent to the Anne Landers column. Obviously, it wasn't a first-hand experience. It came up as a friend of mine, and it was the typical driving home, lights flashing, someone's in the back of the car that we heard about earlier. It was also reported on the David Letterman show, In 1991, a man hiding in the back of a woman's Jeep slashes her cheek. But again, there is not anything to find on this. We don't know what his purpose was, if he'd intended to do more harm, if she knew him, if they were parked, if they were driving, if he was related to her in some way. There's loads of questions about that. We don't know. That is the closest we get to traditional urban legend and obviously it's been around since the 60s and this is happening in 1991. In 2016 a woman from Maple Ridge, British Columbia is attacked when she pulls into a mall car park. She's parking her SUV when a man pops up in the back seat causing her to crash into the car in front. She manages to get out of the car and run to safety um, and call the police and the suspect runs off police said he has a knife he's wearing a mask police dogs are unable to find the man who's described as being white five foot seven ish and wearing a mask so this brings us to a very sensitive topic in that this urban legend is often held as being incredibly sexist and in many cases racist In quite a few retellings of the story in the US, I've never heard it in the UK version, but um, the guy in the back of the seat is black, the woman is always a white female, um, or the suspicious guy in the garage who is trying to help her is black and she's suspicious of him because of his skin colour is implied. Um, That's not what we're going to go into today, whether it's sexist or not. Uh, It's more the story itself but I find it very interesting that this guy in the Maple Ridge attack is 
is a white man. So it also brings to light a real problem with this story. If you are a mental patient, that's one thing. It may be that you don't have the same self-preservation as most people do. But if you attack someone while they're driving, the chances are, unless you are very subtle and calm about it, they may crash the car. If they crash the car, they could hurt themselves before you get a chance to. You could hurt yourself. You're not going to be strapped in. They, uh, you know, once they've moved or once the car has crashed, if you're in shock, if you've been thrown to the side, which you probably will be, if you're not wearing a seatbelt, then the chances are there's going to be a failure in your attack in some way. Anyone who's seen the 1998 film Urban Legend will know. Spoiler alert. The first incident we see is a retelling of this story. The lady is at petrol pump. She is scared of the attendant. She thinks he's really weird and he's got this stammer and he's trying to say to her that she needs to get out of the car and she freaks out and she drives off and you just hear him shouting, there's someone in the back of your car. And then you see this person rise up with an axe and basically uh, chops her head off. But you're not going to... The car is then going to crash, right? Or it's very... um, There are definite flaws to this story. But I wonder if you're carjacking or robbing someone, then you just hold the knife to them and say, you know, you're going to have to pull over or you're going to have to drive somewhere. In 2012, a 65-year-old woman is driving home from an Atlantic City when two cars begin to follow her. She says that one of the vehicles overtakes her and races off in front of her. And then seconds later, she comes across this car and it's kind of sideways across the road and she sees a person slumped over the steering wheel. So she rolls down her window to ask if the person needs help. And while she's distracted, the driver of the second vehicle that's been behind her comes up with a stocking over his face and a knife in his hand and demands her money and jewellery. He cuts her on the arm, rips her earrings out, and then both vehicles speed off into the distance. So police in this instance believe that the culprits had been watching her to see her route home. It wasn't a random act. We don't know how much they got away with. We don't know how much her jewellery was worth. Uh, But yeah, they didn't think this was just a random attack. It's quite risky that you're going to go to all of this, and especially in America, the person that you're doing this to could be armed with a firearm, or you're going to come away with basically... Like if I got burgled, they could take my jewellery, but I never carry cash on me. So they're not going to get away with very much for the amount of risk involved. A similar incident happened in North Carolina in 2017 when a former police officer reported a suspicious person trying to, to target his wife by staging a fake car accident. So Leon Cooper is following his wife home in a separate car. We don't know where they've been. Um, And they're on the phone talking to each other. And it's about nine o'clock at night. She pulls up at a stop sign and she's on the phone to her husband. She says, 
there's a man on the ground and he looks like he's been hit by a car. He's lying in front of a car that's stopped and has its hazard lights on. So he, Cooper then pulls up behind his wife and says the man, seemingly unhurt, gets up and starts stumbling towards her car. But then he sees Cooper in the car behind, stops dead, turns around and walks back to to the car that's got its hazard lights on. So Cooper tells his wife to drive on. And as they turn off the road, he sees the man go back to lie in front of his car again. So Cooper says to his wife, go on home. And he turns his car around to go back to see what's going on. And as he approaches, the man gets up, leaps into his car and drives off. So Cooper reports this. He thinks he was basically trying to rob or carjack his wife or the next lone woman that comes up to this stop sign. There have also been stories of uh, men in the back of cars who direct the lone female driver to secluded areas where they are then raped and sexually assaulted. This, to me, although it's horrible, seems a more sensible approach than trying to kill someone in the back of the car. As the urban legend implies there is a, you know a horrible murderer in the back of the car but as we talked about if you um kill someone whilst they're driving it's not a good lookout for you if you surprise someone while they're driving you've also got to be really careful but i'm guessing if you have if you want to carjack or if you want to rape someone then you know it makes more sense that you would be in the back of the car but you're putting yourself at risk and how do you get in? For me, I think the reason this really resonates is from the minute I could drive, my car was my safe space. It was my escape route. Um, I'm not hugely keen on social situations Um, and I was never a big drinker when I was younger. So I liked to be in control of when I could arrive and leave at places. When I was being a badly behaved teenager, I liked knowing that I had somewhere I could sleep that was safe, that was my space. Um, I've lived in London for 20 years. I always feel like I'm very aware of my physical vulnerability as a five foot two woman. Uh, I've done very many silly walks home in the dark we had the terrible murder of Sarah Everard in London um, and lots of women are regularly targeted in London. And I've always been very aware that every time I walk somewhere at night in London, I feel like I can see the headlines saying, you know, oh, well, she was walking at night. But I'm also very aware that I should be able to walk at night and not get attacked but I think that's the mixture of the two the mixture of my realization that half the population can overpower me but also that the car being my safe haven my you know my power I can get to I can leave whenever I want I can you know I'm in there listening to podcasts or listening to audiobooks and having some me time (laughs) got three kids I need to get me time whenever I can and I think this urban legend is just such a culmination of like 
my vulnerability as a woman physically and my my safe haven of my car and it's suddenly destroyed by the idea that there is a man ready to attack me in the back of it so I do always peer in the back of my car before I drive um I quite like the idea of uh, someone getting in my boot by accident and being trapped in there with the dog cage there was a story in Scotland, I believe, of a woman recently who found a naked man in the back of her car and he'd been there for three days. He wasn't in the back of her car, he was in the boot of her car. Um, the trunk, if you're American, we call it a boot over here. Um, I don't think either of them makes sense as a term, I have to say. But yeah, I don't know how I'd feel. If, I mean, I don't think he was threatened... I don't think he was threatening her. I think he was un- felt under threats himself, whether through uh, mental issues or whatever. <laughs> and he had decided that the boot of her car was a safe space for him. But I, I'm pretty sure she must have felt uh, fairly terrified when you suddenly pop your boot open and there's a naked man who's been in there for three days. I'm assuming with normal bodily functions. So that's something for us all to think about. Uh so that is the urban legend of the killer in the back seat. There's, there's no specific story that is the link to the urban legend. There have been stories of men in the back seat of cars or men using cars to target women, but mostly for, for robbery and carjacking purposes. I'd love to know why the man sliced the woman on the cheek in the back of the car, whether she knew him, um, it's the same thing as quite a lot of whenever I say, you know, violence against women, I know that a lot of it is domestic violence. Um, so I'd like to know if that woman knew her attacker, um, if he had intended to do more harm, if he was trying to carjack her and she crashed the car and he sliced her cheek. Uh, there's loads of loads of avenues you could go down for that one. But in terms of a serial killer in the back of the car. This never happened. That is an urban legend debunked. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know your favourite urban legend or if there's a story that you would like us to talk about. Um, you can find me on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, The Monday Night Review. Remember, review is spelt R-E-V-U-E. Or you can send us an email to the Monday Night Review at gmail.com. And until next time, be kind, stay safe, always check the back seat before you drive. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.